Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I've had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! This morning we are recording with heavy hearts as we just learned of the passing of one of our own, Adam Wright. Adam was a mechanic on JRM's number five team. Not much else to say right now other than we ask for your thoughts and prayers for his family, friends, and everyone here at Junior Motorsports. We would definitely appreciate that. We'll press on with the show, but not without Adam squarely on our hearts and minds. Hey, everybody. It's TJ Majors, uh, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity, and the 29 truck. And uh, as you heard Natalie there, we are recording with heavy hearts today. Um, Got Brett here next to me. Yep. Uh, Adam was a great dude, man. I've known him a long time. Been on a few race teams with him. Walked in here in uh, January, February, and saw him here in our shop and was happy to have him on our team. Always a, a really good guy with a big smile on his face. Yeah. Um, Adam's father, Pete, was a big influence in my life when I started racing. He was the first guy that kind of took me under his wing and taught me how to how to work on the race cars. Um, you know, and, and uh, really I didn't have any tools, so Pete let me use his all the time. So, I got to know Adam fairly well, and uh, really going to miss him around here. So, um, you know, thoughts and prayers with him and his family and everybody today. This sport's a big family, and uh, losses like this hit us all. Uh, but we're going to go on with this show. we still got a lot to talk about, a lot of good stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, I know that's what Adam would want as a racer. Mm-hmm. So, Michigan. Michigan. Bristol. Bristol. <laughs> Road, Hello. Road America. <laughs> I got to go to Road America Sunday, Natalie. Can you believe that? Well, that's up in Wisconsin, though. You get your cheese curds, and you get to see all them cows grazing. I got a feeling that's the only reason why you're looking forward to going. (sighs) You know what I did find this weekend, though, in Bristol, Tennessee? You're not going to believe it. Did it wash off? I found freaking (laughs) cheese curds at Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was like, well, now I don't want to go to Road America even more. What if (laughs) they're just different up there? They're so different. (laughs) They are different. Didn't we have something real similar to that in Sonoma? What do we have in Sonoma? Wine? No. At that bar. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, we did have fried cheese curds. Yeah, they were yeah, good. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to get a second order of them. Yeah, me yeah, you but and... you actually get cheese curds up in Wisconsin that are not fried. They're just cheese. Just cheese. I that know. might not be as good because fried is good. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I'm telling you, curd. I love me some cheese. I could live off of cheese. Bristol was a lot of racing, man. Four solid days of on-track stuff. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Thank God it didn't rain. Yeah, the I'm not gonna lie, I did make for a long Wednesday night. Leaving on a Tuesday to get up there, you came up Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Yeah. Uh or for the truck race. I somehow signed up for the truck practice. I don't know who what what I was thinking when I did that, but um it was fun. Got to go up there and work with Chase Briscoe a little bit there and BKR trucks a, were struggling, man. Yeah. I'm surprised <clears throat> at that. You know, that's um what I think it has hurt them a little bit as well is is their trucks, you know, I don't know if it's really on topic or not, but their trucks there for a while, they they split cup drivers in there. Yeah. Um they would Brad would run three or four races a year. Um any most of the Penske guys might take a couple shots at it. Yeah. Um and, and they use that info. Those guys get in there and be like, All right, this truck definitely needs this, definitely needs this, definitely needs that. It helps them get speed. And it helps them get their speed. Yeah. Now they put these they got these young kids in there and ever since Blaney left it's been young kids. It, right. And they don't get any experience drivers to get in there and say, Look, oh, it really needs to be a do this, you know, really needs this, really needs that and I think that might have hurt a little bit, but um I'm not really sure what Brad's plans are. Um, I, he, you know, I asked him and he said he's not done for good. Yeah. So he said he's got, he's got an idea and he's got a plan he's working on. So, yeah. um, you know, Brad's smart. Yeah. Obviously he knows, um, he's a smart businessman. He's obviously done pretty good for himself. And, and, uh, so it'd be exciting to see what Brad does. You know, my, my whole struggle with watching people like Brad Keselowski racing exit the ownership cycle you know, it goes back to Rusty Wallace, Kevin Harvick, Dale Jarrett. I mean, we could go back generations and generations of racers that were very successful as drivers in Cup, got into the ownership side in trucks and Xfinity and just couldn't keep the doors open. And, yeah, you know, when, when you have big names like that that are owners and they can't keep the doors open, it, it just says it says to me the model – is is broken, and yeah. I think we're going to talk about it in fast lane. But man, there there has to be some things that are being done at, at a very high level of NASCAR brass that says, "Hey, how do we help these guys stay in business?" Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a few as well. But there's definitely something that has to change. I we can't the, lose these guys like this. No, and I thought the coolest story out of the weekend, man, is this lady was tweeting. Her name was I think Kate Lupton or Upton or something. She lost her oh, dog. About her dog. Yeah, I saw that. She was yeah. tweeting like. Everybody oh, that, that, under the sun. That the lab retriever looking retriever. thing. Golden yeah, retriever, fireworks yeah. went off. The dog took, mm-hmm. took off, and and uh, they found the dog like days in a ravine. Yeah, like uh, I forget what emergency crew found him, and then yeah, Amy and Dill were both tweeting about it last night. Yeah. So how far away was she from the track? I don't know, but she had her all four paws bandaged up and everything like that. I guess trying to claw its way out, it just like just got its paws all bloody and nasty so they had to go to the vet so that was a cool story yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i gotta say this like i saw where the boston globe sent a reporter down did you see that you're kidding no i didn't see that so the boston globe sent a reporter down in my opinion to completely attack and stereotype our sport and our race fans and the article came out last night 
very, very low substance in this article, but you could tell an editor sent this reporter to Bristol just to literally make us look bad as a sport, make our race fans look bad. I think it completely backfired. Uh, I mean, I think we're a sport with great diversity in the stands, great diversity in these seats now. I mean, we have females racing. We have African-Americans racing. We have people from Mexico racing. Uh, More than Amar- ever. Amarola's yeah. from Cuba. More right. than ever, though. Uh, I mean, this is we're way, way more than we ever have. Yeah, and and so for an editor in in Boston, Massachusetts, to send a reporter down here to, in my opinion, try to position us as as a bad sport, that kind of pissed me off, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, the article, the only driver quoted was Dale Jr., and he did, as always, a phenomenal job of stating, you know, his beliefs about kind of society in general, not necessarily about a specific political party, but you could tell that's what this story was attempting to be about. I'm not even going to say the lady's name because she doesn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, crazy weekend, four days. Bristol's always crazy, man. The racing was good. Yeah. Uh, The trucks were all over the place. Kyle passed the entire field on the outside uh, to win the truck race from the back. Um Xfinity race, they were all over the place. Kyle passed everybody from the back again. Again. <laughs> um, you know, if he really wanted to do it right, he would have went to the back in the cup race. Or did he? Just, no, that was a 20. No, just to see if he could do it. Yeah, just to say you pass everybody in every race from the back. Yeah, he's already I mean, swept the weekend before. Why not just yeah. do it from the back? He's um, insane. He is insane. He, yeah, definitely. You see what Larson said about him? No. Uh-uh. He said he's the best ever. I said, don't I, disagree. He said, I feel like I'm racing with the best guy I'm ever going to see drive a race car. I really don't much. disagree. He's a, incredible what he can do. And they presented that to Kyle Busch, and he said back that uh, he felt like, you know, he was the greatest ever, kind of. I did I did hear somebody, somebody's like, did you hear Kyle he Busch's comment about, I was like, no. I, I mean, he, he, did, he, he didn't say it, but he kind of <laughs> acknowledged it. And then he said, and I'm going to watch you do a lot of great things, too. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Because, I mean, here's the thing about... Let's talk about two different Kyles. Kyle Busch has a gigantic brand. You know, he owns a race team. And and I say gigantic brand. It's in the NASCAR stock car world. Yes, Kyle Larson has a big brand. But Kyle Busch probably sells 20 times the amount of souvenirs that Larson sells. Like, Mm -hmm. whether you like Kyle Busch or not, you know, I I hate to say this, but, I mean, he kind of reminds me of Dale Earnhardt in in terms of Dale Earnhardt had his own tough persona. Uh, You know, it was a very blue collar. I'm a hunter. I'm a tough guy. I can cut down a tree. I can fix anything. You know, Kyle's kind of the opposite. He's kind of the WWE guy where he's playing the bad guy all the time. But he's built this gigantic brand, and I think guys like Kyle Larson honestly can look at him and go, all right, how do I take some of the things that exist within me and, and, and exploit them to make me a more popular person? Because Larson's not that popular yet. I don't know. No, not, not yet. Not I don't feel enough world. people know his name. No, not in our yeah. world. He's just not. <clears throat> I'm not sure. You know, Kyle is a great dude. I'm not sure. Both Kyles are, you know, Kyle Larson is way more, um, you know, easier to talk to and stuff than Kyle Bush. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, like it, there's two different, like, you can almost can't have two in one thing. Like you got, you got the guy that does, you know, okay on the track and does everything right away from the track and builds his brand that way. And then you got the guy that just wins everything, but gets off the racetrack and flips two birds on the way out to everybody. I guess I just don't want Kyle Larson to be the next Jimmy Johnson and his brand not be as big, you know, cause Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson is, is arguably the best stock car driver cup driver to ever sit in a seat. But yeah. from a branding standpoint, man, he, he hasn't gotten 
the amount of press that he should have, in my opinion. And I think a lot of that falls yeah. on his personality, you know. Yeah. And Jimmy's a fun dude, but he's never really went out and marketed himself that way. And he's always been kind of private and separated. Once Jimmy leaves the racetrack, he, you don't – Jimmy does. Jimmy, you know. Yeah. He's reserved. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. He's – uh, but it, you can't take away the stats. The guy's probably – he might be the only guy to ever win possibly I mean, eight championships. I mean, what made Jeff Gordon go mainstream? What made Richard Petty? What made Dale Earnhardt? You know, because David Pearson didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And David Pearson won over 100 races, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's just certain things about personality and people gravitate toward. And I don't think Kyle Larson's found what his is yet. And we need him to. We, we, yeah. We, you we almost need, need controversy. With Dale Jr. on the way out. He of, gets a little this. controversial. Kyle Larson does. Yeah, not like, there. not like Kyle Bush. No. That's not what I think Kyle. Close. That's where I think Kyle Busch steps and you know sets himself aside from everybody else. Kyle's the guy that gets in the wreck and does a hundred mile an hour down pit road, and everyone's yeah. like, "Hey, hello." Yeah, you know he gets mad, goes in there and wrecks Hornaday in that truck at Texas at one time, and he does things like that. That's things mm-hmm. that like you're not going to see Jimmy Johnson do. You're I mean, not going to see Jimmy do no. that stuff. When the baby boomers were in their 20s and Generation X was in their 20s, now the millennials are in their 20s. Like We need something to excite the millennials. Well, I feel like Kyle Busch was right on that marker before like you know, the politically correct social media stuff started coming along so he could be more of a self where Kyle Larson's now in that you have to be politically correct. Like, right. Just like the video he went on and was thanking, you know, Chip well, he said a few for things on Twitter. Being able, <laughs> yeah, being able to race in dirt and do different things like that. I feel like Larson's having to be more, you know. Straight line. Straight line. We need yeah. someone, we need the two Kyles to have some controversy or something. We need to have. Kyle and Brad don't like each other. We all know that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't. They, I mean. But now they've almost, that's almost been kind of buried now. They've yeah. kind of grown up from that a little bit. We need Kyle Larson in some, you know, we need some rivalries coming in. We need, we need some young kids to come in and battle these other young kids. And we like Cole Custer, Tackle and John Hunter on the front stretch. Can you imagine if that happened in a cup race? Right. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be yeah. big. And Cole Custer is the most chill kid I've ever been around. <laughs> he's Super, so laid back. Like, he's so he chill. He barely says two words. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, he took yeah. off pit road, hopped the wall, and went running after a guy celebrating on <laughs> the front stretch. Which is like that came out of nowhere. so bipolar from who he is as a person when you meet him. <laughs> but, like, but on the cup, to your point, the cup's, cup level, if that happens, oh, my God, we we blow the sport off the roof on every news channel it would in America. Be, it would be on every sports show. It would oh, yeah. be talked about. But that's what we're – that's what we have in the future for us with these kids coming in. When we start getting all these kids, they're going to get angry and they're, we're going to have rivals, rivalries again like we used to have. You know, the kind of – Dale Jr. and Kyle things kind of settled down. Yeah. They've grown up. Even Brad and Kyle, you know, they that's known that they're not huge fans of each other. But now you never really – they're so good on the racetrack. Right. They don't really have run-ins as much. Yeah. To Natalie's point, you know, about being straight – the sponsors also can dictate some mm-hmm. of that. You know, I remember when Elliot had the M&M's deal, it was, hey, we want you clean shaven. Hey, we don't want your hair long. You know, and I, and I even know now they were very upset Kyle Bush swung at Logano. So, you know, you have to a lot of times suppress who you really are and some of your emotion because of the brands that you're affiliated with at the track. So I, I think, you know, looking at some of the, the fun brands that are here, you know, like Mo- Mountain Dew, like Monster, you know, and, and, and then you look at more of the conservative brands that are here, like some of these banks. I mean, it, it's tough for a guy to, to walk all those lines, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, we got drivers with a lot of tattoos and fans don't know it because <laughs> companies are scared of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, this guy's got a tattoo. Oh, don't close your eyes, son. Don't look. Yeah. Well, I, I remember mean, um, when I was coming up 
racing, they were like, you know, I think I was Penske that like zero tattoos. You cannot have tattoos and they cannot show. Like they're so picky about that stuff where I feel like is now like now tattoos are becoming more and more common that it's not quite as frowned upon as it used to be. Yeah, sponsors do play a big part of it, but Kyle has probably tested. He's probably pushed them to the limit yeah. of wanting. They've probably had meetings about, well, should we get rid of this guy? I'm, I'm, I'm betting they probably have before. Well, do you feel like he can because he's got the talent that he can press that issue? <clears throat> I would issue? think so. I, would think, I so. think that's the only reason he probably still has a job yeah. is because of his talent. That's, yeah. Yep. I, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's one of the. He's the guy that we could take and put in the Formula One car. And probably succeed. He's the only Chevrolet driver week in and week out that is contending to run up front when races is is Larson. Yeah. And then then Kyle on the other side. I was confused. I was like, wait, what? Kyle Kyle on the other side, he just plays the villain no matter what he races. I mean, I I was told, I didn't hear this personally, but I was told as he won the truck race at Bristol that – he was saying a lot of comments on the radio, like, get you some, this is in your face. And That's what it was. That's what and, I heard and, about, and, yeah. And you're like, um, what's he, what, this is a truck race. Why is this guy this excited? I personally think he was saying to NASCAR, you're limiting me to five races next year, so kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. Look at look at this. That, I think that this is in your face. Gets you some comment yeah. was to literally the NASCAR guy who made the rule of okay, you can only run five next year, and he said, uh, "Well, I'm going to win this one." Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's out to prove something. Mm-hmm. They've pissed him off, and he pretty much shown it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, fire under his ass. I, yeah, I would love to see Kyle tackle other, tackle other things too like i would be excited if he said hey i'm gonna go run a formula one race i think it'd be awesome yeah yeah even the indy 500 how do you bet against him still though yeah. i mean he's just he's really good the only thing the only thing my the only thing that that bothers me about it is he has done this in you know grade a stuff the whole time when he drove his own xfinity car didn't win a race did not win a race figured no. out like this sucks i can barely run fifth in this thing this right. is hard right and then went back and said, nope, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and, you know, uh, how good would Kyle be if he was at Roush right now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. would be struggling to probably run yeah. as well as he does. I, but- I think TJ bring, brought up a good point earlier looking at the BKR stuff. And we hear the word benchmark a lot when cup drivers get in cars. And, you know, even at JGR, you know, they'll put Denny Hamlin in the car to benchmark it to see if this Matt Tiff guy knows what he's doing. Obviously, Kyle's running races. You know, at Junior Motorsports, we don't have to do that mm-hmm. because we have Elliot, who is, you know, <clears throat> obviously a talented race car driver. We have Justin Algar, that's a talented race car driver, so that when William Byron gets here, you know, he's not going to struggle and wonder what he needs because he's able to lean on two guys that knows what he needs. I mean, even looking at Bristol, a guy with, you know, Dell Jr. gets in the car and Elliot and Justin both outrun him. Yeah. And, and that's because they're that capable of doing that. So as, as an organization, you look at Junior Motorsports and say, wow, we're really solid on that front. But then you look at KBM and say, OK, they're going to limit these guys getting in these trucks. What does that mean for them five KBM, years from BKR. now? No, I'm, I'm saying KBM. So yeah. now Kyle can only run five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. if they only sell five with him and don't go out and sell five with Denny and five with whomever, like how are they going to be able to measure where their trucks need yeah. to be? Because they're the best trucks right now. They are the best. You know, and it, I guess I, I guess I'm disappointed a little bit that Kyle gave up so quick on his Xfinity deal. Um, you know, because that it probably could have been successful. Yeah, they had the resources, and obviously Kyle was a great, good enough driver to make it work. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and he probably, to me, I feel like he gave up a lot and a little bit too quick. Like, I feel like he found out that he was hurting himself. Like, oh, I hate running fifth. Yeah, and I'm he was at, he, you know, JGR, Elliot was there at the time. They weren't kicking butt right then either. I mean, they had gone through a couple-year lull and, and boom, but when they hit it back. I mean, it's just like we're talking about with 88 car now. You know, we're, we're looking at a brand-new race car that's coming to that team, that organization next year with this new body. You're not going to be able to say if Alex Bowman's better than Dale Jr. because it's not A to A. Same thing that when, you know, Larson got to the 42 car, Montoya's gone. I mean, they're, they're, when things change, you can't say, well. It's not just the driver. It's not just the driver. No. Fast cars go fast in our sport, period. Yeah, you don't just replace one thing and it, the whole thing just take off. There's no. a there's a bunch of moving pieces with these race cars, and it takes a – it's a whole piece, yeah. you know. All right, let's kick it, Natalie. Well, for spot on, spot off, we're, we've been talking about him a lot, but the first one is um, Kyle Busch sweeps the weekend at Bristol. Uh you know, spot off, because I don't know if anyone really wanted to see that, and it's been done before. But, uh, yeah, I would rather – it would be cool to see some other people win. Yeah, I don't know how you don't spot on it. Just to, to the point of in the truck race, he literally came from the back to the front. Xfinity race after a penalty, back to the front. Cup race, you know, he went up there, and he is so – good in traffic people don't realize yeah, like i mean you can watch larson and you can watch you know eric jones and you can watch whomever that was leading the race and you would watch them get in traffic and all of a sudden here comes kyle bush eating their lunch when he is faster than the car in front of him whether it's a lap car or a car for position he is going to complete the past he may be the best ever at doing that. I see so many guys, even guys that I've spotted for, be fast on a stopwatch and they catch a car and they lose four tenths. Kyle's not that guy. He's going to get clean air on his nose and he's going to go by you. He doesn't waste time. No. NASCAR is considering eliminating jackmen from pit stops and using the an air jack system on the cars. This is, this is the second dumbest thing I've heard this year. The dumbest was the muffler idea. So, uh, you know, I think the human element is what makes and has always made NASCAR so special and so unique. When I look at F1 and look at some of these other series, they don't bring to the table what we do, which is the human element, the driver, the crew chief, the spotter, the jack man, the gas guy. I mean, there's so many people that have to do a good job on any given day. Yeah, the driver is always going to be in the limelight. But at the end of the day, every single person that touches this car plays a big role. And to get rid of the jack man, we're talking about a total savings per team of $150,000 to $200,000. That's their salary. That's training them. That's their travel. So for us to look at guys with $20, $30 million budgets and say, let's get rid of jack man. Go save them so much money. That's the second dumbest thing I've heard all year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this is. I don't really know if it's even saving any money because by the time you install this system in all the cars, uh, I'm not even sure it's gonna. You're gonna save any money by eliminating the Jackman. The only positive that I can see of it is one less guy around the side of the car that could possibly get hit. Um, that's the only, but. It's been part of our sport forever. That's the Jackman's the. It's a big deal. He's the first guy yeah, that jumps over the over, wall. He's the first guy that jumps over yeah. the wall, and everybody else keys off of him. You know what I was told is that if they eliminate the Jackman and you come in and these things go on air jacks, it makes it to where you change the tires. You know, without that element, and so it makes it more even on pit road. But again, I think the pit stop element has always been crucial to NASCAR racing. Going to back to when the Wood Brothers invented a faster way to do pit stops, and then IndyCar guys went, "Oh wow, 
what are they doing? Let's bring them to Indy to pit our car, which they did. And the Wood Brothers pit crew won the Indy 500 that year. Like, don't take away things that make us special. It's a team sport. Well, that's how it should yeah. be. <clears throat> this yeah. is – I'm not sold. I mean, I, it doesn't really bother me as much as the muffler deal. But, um, you know, I, uh, I don't know. It, to make – I don't know. It does. This doesn't bother me nearly as bad as that muffler. That muffler would be <laughs> so bad. I said it's the second dumbest. I didn't say it was a tie. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't bother me that much, though, for some reason. Furniture Row pit crews are now reporting to team owner Barney Visser instead of JGR TJ. <laughs> Why does it matter? The damage has already been done. Oh, hey, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna penalize your guys. By the way, uh, after this, you can have them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny, I, I, and I think it's, it's spot so on for Furniture Row. You know, Furniture Row is paying millions. Listen to this: millions of dollars just for the pit crew, because these are JGR employees. So they're giving JGR millions of dollars to train this pit crew, travel this pit crew pay this pit crew and then when their pit crew has an issue with their own crew chief they suspended them they put furniture row at a deficit yeah. so just imagine that this happens again in richmond and martin truex has to go through the entire first stage without a pit crew because of something stupid like this adam stevens if you watch that replay was walking by the pit box he was almost out of the tv shot and when lee started clapping he turned around came back to him and entered his pit box and they didn't even do anything to the guy if he'd have kept walking this wouldn't even have been said but anyway i'm glad that furniture roast ain't control of this because it's it those guys shouldn't have been suspended in the first place there's on the football field they don't they are chirping the whole game at each other. You have to learn to control your emotions at that point in time. Not to mention you just used up a teammate. Yeah. Oh, we're leading. Help us out, will you? Oh, you're leading. Let's race. Yeah. I mean, and then you go in there. You basically created your own luck with this scenario. Hey, Kyle said, yeah, I'll let you in. You're a leader now. You did a, you did a better job than us. That apps, this, this, this never happens. Yeah. And then because Kyle hadn't won a race yet and the pressure was building, they had to go, and Kyle hadn't won till that point, right? Right. It, so the pressure's building. Kyle's got to get a win. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, oh hey, you know, yeah. Kyle, we, we're going to spend these guys now. Kyle's won a couple races, so everybody, how many's got two or three now, or yeah, what? Two. Okay, Kyle's got two wins. Hey, now you can take, you can control these guys. Now yeah. we've already slapped you on the wrist, and don't we need it, to do? You know, man, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: the 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 Toyotas in the Cup Series have a very, very very clear advantage. I don't know if it's arrow. I don't know if it's horsepower. I don't know if it's engineering. I don't know if it's a single human being that over there is just smarter than everybody. I don't know what it is, but they have a tremendous advantage. And why I say that is we just left Bristol where they dominated. It's Eric Jones up there. It's Kyle Busch up there. It's Martin Truex, who's two laps down, but still the fastest car out there. Like you're sitting there watching them dominate a car that a track that's not arrow driven. So, I look at this thing and I say, this may be the only thing that creates some drama within the Toyota camp that may give them a little bit of a hurdle to, to not win this championship is maybe they're, they're looking at each other going, why is furniture row still kicking our butt? Why are they still faster than us? Well, oh my gosh, now we've took their pit crew guys and suspend them. Like they may have a little bit of turmoil going on over there. And that may be the only catalyst that stops them from dominating this playoff. Yeah, I hope. <clears throat> it's annoying yeah. not to not be on a Toyota team right now. Yeah, yeah and it's, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about that subject anymore. 
Spot on, spot off. NASCAR will live stream in-car camera coverage on Twitter for the playoffs. Brett. One, from, one, from one driver, right? They're taking a driver's in-car camera and they're going to live stream it, correct? So, a huge fan of this, man. My, I hope they, they do it from whoever wears that cool helmet cam. I know. Um, the only thing I have to say about the helmet cam, NBC guys, I know you all listen to our podcast. <clears throat> uh <laughs> Move it down to the chin. Like, figure out a way to put it on the chin so it sits a little bit lower because the view is awesome, but it's still not F1 awesome. And I think you can get it F1 awesome awesome if you just if you're able to put it down on the chin. I don't know the technology how big it is. I hadn't put it on. I don't know how heavy it is. But if you can move it down a little bit, we got a home run. The only thing wouldn't it interfere with them drinking or like would it? No, be I'm more saying in outside. I'm saying no, like, no, 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 uh, no. Obviously not in their helmet, yeah. but like. If they go to like take a drink or anything like that, or would it I be in the stimulus point of view? I think the biggest thing, I think right below, right below the visor would already be kind of iffy the angle because they, um, I think right below it, like might be okay. But if you get down too low, you're all you're going to see is the top. The steering wheel is going to be in your thinking. way half the time. It, yeah. it, it's an awesome view, and I think that Twitter it is, is going to show the sync car camera. I, I've been saying for years we need we have to change some of the ways that we cover the sport. Like you can't keep doing the same input and expect yeah. to get a different output. Mm-hmm. And as our TV audience kind of fell off, not a lot. We're talking single digit, you know, decreases across the board. We went from network TV to cable TV. Hello, ratings are going to fall off. We're not stupid. We know that. That's that's hard for sponsors to have to swallow that pill. Now we're kind of resetting that button with, with the various economic changes that are coming. But we, we also need these networks to cover it differently. NBC's working really hard at that. I'm not a fan of two interviews of the winner after the race, but they're trying it. No. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of them interviewing the driver start finish. That's cool. Yeah. Um, this in-car camera thing, cool. Like, kudos to them for trying these different things. Going to commercial, leaving a race on. Like, huge fan. But I'm just yeah. tink- tinker I, with I'm, the camera. I'm a huge fan of doing i think every victory lane should be set up at start finish line after the race me too give all them fans that pay all that money get them close man me too. give them a reason to sit in them seats for a little bit longer yeah then rope your area off open that thing up man open it up let these people down there enjoy open it the gate. when they open that deal at the formula one race those people are sprinting yeah. to get a look we put all them we put a hand we you know we put the top three there together right where all the people are yeah Imagine Cole Custer coming flying there, tackling the third place guy that took him out. <laughs> right. Uh, you know what I mean? Let's put them, we're everyone together there. I agree. They do I that mean, at the late model tracks. Like it's all Boston. They do it everywhere. All three. After an outlaw race, what do they do? Top three. They open the grandstands up. Here, you want to walk around the pit area? Hey, go get that. This is yep. huge for these kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish after the races, it wasn't such a hurry to get out of the racetrack. Like when you go, when you finish an outlaw race, those guys are standing around their cars for a while, yeah. talking to people, signing autographs for the kids. Yeah. Almost every driver is by their car after the race, and you can go down there and get an autograph. After our races, you can't get most of these guys. You, They beat most of the fans out of the racetrack. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I wish there was a way... I wish there was a way to get it to where they would stay and their kids and people could come down after the race and see these guys. So I think Richmond... You need to talk to Dale Jr. about this and have him stay oh, by his boy. car for an hour. That's, tell me how that conversation goes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no different. DJ, than, you're an asshole. Here's what he's been doing already, though. He's So he leaves Bristol and signs every fan's autograph on that fence outside the racetrack. Yeah. Every other driver comes by. majority of them getting on their golf carts, going back to their buses, getting out of there or whatever. Yeah. Here he is going down this whole line. And not to mention half these people go from the front, then they cycle back around and get something else signed or whatever. Yeah. But, you know. 
Those people should be popped in the mouth. But why? Got your autograph. Let somebody else get one. Why not build this stuff? This is how like the sport got built off people coming down there and seeing their heroes in person. You know what I mean? I agree. How with cool you, would it be to we take your kid down there after a race and meet their driver? We won California in two thousand and three, I believe it was, with a cup race, and I was expecting to cross the track and Victory Lane be in front of me. It wasn't there. Victory Lane was in turn four at the end of the building. And I literally go to the security guard. I was like, hey, man, where is Victory Lane at? I couldn't even find it. And as a fan, I want to be able to see those guys celebrate. And the only way to do that is to do it right there at start finish. Mm-hmm. Put a, Make a podium, man. Look Put at, them on a podium I mean, right w- there. When you watch Dale Jr. and Michael Walter run one-two in that, in that race at Daytona, you know, when they won, Dale Jr. was in the baseball car. And, and they go in there together doing donuts, and they get out hug each other like – that's where victory lane was supposed to be. When that guy gets out and gets that checker flag, that's where it, that's the moment. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. let the crew guys run out there. They're not going to get run over. They're 30 no. year old grown men. It's fine. Yeah. That's one thing about whether it was late model racing or sprint car racing. Like when you would get out and do your interview right there, the fans were up against the yeah. fence, like cheering, Screaming. like right in your face. Like yeah. whether there was controversy or they were just controversy, whatever, how you were saying that word. Contro- <laughs> controversy. Jeez. She. Um, or, you know, they were excited that you won. Like they felt like they were in the action. Yeah. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, I do I, think that they should move it. We're going to start a hashtag move victory lane right now. Mm-hmm. Hashtag move victory lane. Victory lane. Victory lane podium. Yeah. We need imagine having them top three there. They man, need though. to be there. That'd be like awesome. Even them conversing back and forth on camera. You know, that would the, be awesome. That's what the Formula One guys do. They get out, hey, uh, how was your – even if they hate each other, like Lewis Hamilton and yeah. uh, Vettel or whoever it was he wasn't getting along with there. They get out, and it's still – all the fans are right there, Put man. them on a headset mm-hmm. like we're wearing right now. Put them on the PA. Let them do their interview. Don't even take them in the media center. There's your content. Yeah. Then take the winner in. It's you know? in that yeah, heat of the moment. The adrenaline's going, and sometimes you say things you well, – That's where you're going to get all the raw emotion that's yeah, exactly. out there. And we do a great so. job of that. So, anyway. All righty. Spot on, spot off. Sports betting at racetracks, TJ. Oh, uh, wow. Um, spot on. Why not? We can This is This is it. something that can move the needle. You know, and I'm big time spot on for this. Yeah. Elliot, Elliot and I have been talking about this for a while. Why do you think horse racing is as popular as it is? Mm-hmm. It's because you can party and you can bet. Why do you think... The crowd at Las Vegas when we go out there <laughs> is as big as it is. It's because you can bet. When we go to other mile and a halfs, we're not drawing the audience that we draw when we go to Vegas. So just imagine that you could do sports betting at the racetrack. What's the app that you can do? Kings? What is it? DraftKings. DraftKings. Yep. You can bet on the NASCAR race on there. That's fantasy stuff, though. It's oh, not. Okay. It's not <clears throat> similar. Gonna, it's not going to let you bet Kyle Busch to win the race twelve to one. Okay. Kyle yeah. Busch against Joey Logano at a minus one hundred eighty dollars like, money teams line. For it's the a DraftKings. relative. It's a relative of that. But I mean, look how popular that is. Yeah. It's huge. Imagine it's being huge. able to bet on. Imagine being able to walk in and be like, "I'm going to Daytona. First thing I'm going to do is walk in there and put a hundred dollars on Dale Jr." It'd be I awesome. Mean, that, why? Why don't we? I don't understand why we don't. But it's state legislature. But we're in states Dover. You know, we're in Kansas. We're in all these places where there's already gambling casinos. and casinos going on. So they have got to figure out. I mean, we race in Kentucky. 
So if they can do it at the Kentucky Derby at a window, why can't we do it at the Kentucky Speedway? Like, this is where NASCAR needs lobbyists in place to go change some laws to make our sport grow. Because if I can, I can tell you right now, give me a beer and $10, and I'm going to that window, and I'm going to make me some wagers. And it's going to be fun as hell. Yeah. Awesome. Every yeah, race. Be the fun. truck race is going to get more excitement. The Xfinity mm-hmm. race is going to get more excitement. And then we can take all our money that we won and double down and put it on the cup race. You're going to pay more attention and get more into it. Well, you're going to have a reason to go there and exactly. hang out with your buddies and be like, oh, man. Man, I got this guy. Put twenty dollars on man. If he wins, I'm in three hundred. You know, something like that. It's just incentive. Like, let's go and everyone likes it. There's matchups in Vegas when we're out there. It'll be you know Dell Jr. against Jimmy Johnson, and you can win a hundred. Yeah. You know, you can bet a hundred to win two hundred if Dell Jr. wins, or you can bet two twenty to win one hundred fifty if Jimmy Johnson wins. Like it's a money line wager. Hmm. That's what it's called. So yeah. then you have matchups <laughs> where it's fourth cars. And you can bet, you know, with different odds. You know, Brad Keselowski, Joy Logano, Clint Boyer, Kevin Harvick. And, and it'll be odds for a different one. And whoever you pick, if they win, now all of a sudden you're winning 12 to 1, 14 to 1 on your money. Huh. So it's it's yeah. that's what I mean. That's the difference in fantasy gaming, like what you're talking yeah. about with DraftKings, versus us having a freaking real window to go do sports betting. Now, what's the rule? Can, like, I bet, you bet? Is is there is that, like, uh, since we're a part? Of, I mean, I'm not really a part of it, I but don't think you most, are. I don't think most teams don't really allow you to participate in that stuff. Like I wouldn't do it if I was involved. I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't do it even if they let you do it. Yeah, just I wouldn't because do it. You, you what got, if? You got, yeah, what if? What if? Right. Yeah. I don't want to be Pete Rose. Yeah, I was going to say Brett over, Rose over here. Over, over $100, <laughs> you know, I mean, it ain't like I can go bet a million dollars, you know, yeah. win something Because big. if something does happen, say it just out of nowhere, yeah. you know, it might be a flat tire or something that caused something, but what if? It only takes one person to say, hey, well, that guy had $100 on him. The, yeah. You know what I mean? They'd fix that easy, though. They'd put morality clauses in our contracts. I mean, I'm under contract now with Stuart Haas, and they would just put a morality clause yeah, in there that you says, can't do it. you can't go to the window and make a bet before the race. Yeah. Yeah. For. Anyway. Hey, TJ, did you know when Elliot wins, you could too? But not just you. Three lucky one-man financial customers will win the amount of two months' payments under their one-man financial loan. Man, go to onemainracing.com. Click on the Games and Giveaways tab, and you can win this. You've got until August 31st. Not the 32nd. You better hurry up. 200, you must be a customer of one main as of June 30th, 2017, and 18 years or older. No purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Subject to official roles at onemainracing.com. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. Alrighty, let's go into Fast Lane. So I'll give you a quick overview of what Fast Lane is. I will give TJ and Brett a topic to debate, alternating who responds first. Each of them will get 30 seconds to voice their opinion, and then whoever responds first will get a 30-second rebuttal. Four of the topics will pertain to racing, and one topic will be considered off-the-wall a non-racing topic. Alrighty, first up, many drivers slowed down at the exit of pit road during Saturday night's race, trying to get an ideal position for the restart. Denny Hamlin said afterwards that NASCAR is considering implementing the cone rule. Drivers pick which lane they restart in. To prevent this from happening, do you think this would be a good idea or should NASCAR leave it alone, TJ? Well, there, Dennis, if you would I come think, back I think here. we need to explain what the cone rule is first, because right. most NASCAR people <clears throat> yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's true. The cone rule is at short tracks, they put a cone at the start-finish line, when you get to that cone, you drive either the inside of it or the outside of it, and that's the lane that you choose to start in. That was my favorite part so of model racing. You yeah. might be you might be tenth in line and the top nine cars might choose the outside row. You are going to pull all the way to the front, pole position, bottom lane, if that's where it works out. Yeah. And it, it could be really interesting. I don't 
some guys are going to take that chance. I'm going to take this bottom, maybe gain three spots. I'm going to use this guy up and gain three or four spots. Or, you know, you get in line and, and say, well, I'm just going to go around him here eventually on the outside, and you get in that lane. Um, so, you know, back to the, the question now, um, you know. Is it, it a good idea? You know, I think it, it didn't matter that much. for the, the pit road didn't matter to us where we were running. But in the front, um, I believe it's a great idea. I think it would be – I think it would – I think it'd be really good for the broadcast races. Like, okay, we got um, Kyle Larson's running sixth off a of pit road. We're at Michigan. You want to be on the outside. He, uh, the top five guys, all take the outside. Where's Kyle Larson go? To the bottom, P one. Things just got really interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I think it's a great idea. I, th- I think it's a good idea too. And the reality of this <clears throat> whole thing is, Denny was a guy that was getting cute and slamming on brakes and about wrecking cars. We, we almost tore the nose off our car because he slammed on brakes. And every time he did it, he still ended up on the bottom because he or Chris weren't on the same page with the way they were counting it. I've seen those guys do it magically at at Martinsville. Yeah. They come off exactly in the lane they want to be in. But for whatever reason, this night they weren't doing it. I don't have a problem with the cone rule. I just have a problem with the disadvantage that we're seeing in certain lanes. You ran into it at Michigan. You got the bottom. You went, boom, boom, I'm done. There it worked. You got the bottom. You got screwed. <clears throat> Same deal happened this weekend. If you got the bottom, you got screwed. We got the bottom almost all night. So uh, bring it. Let's try it. Why not? Try it. All-star race. Try yeah, it there. Try it. Alrighty, Brad Kozlowski Racing is closing after this season, joining Red Horse Racing that just shut down. What needs to happen in the truck series to help keep teams op- to keep team operations going, Brett? Man, I wish I had the magic answer. There's a big, big thing about an engine rule coming that would be where they would run something like crate motors, and everybody would say, oh, that's great for that series. It's going to reduce cost. But if you're a Toyota team, it takes more money to do it because Toyota gets their engines from TRD as part of their manufacturer's agreement. So you're looking at a big cost increase to Toyota teams if that crate motor rule comes. Uh, Leave it. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on here in the series right now. Uh, I think it's not just the motors. I think we have more problems than that. No matter what, when you get to the corner, that 4 and the 51, them trucks are still going to turn better. No matter what you do, so whether they, you know, I don't, I don't. What I, my suggestion is, let's go back to South Boston, let's go back to Myrtle Beach, let's go back to a halfway break where you don't got to fly a pit crew in. Let's let these short track guys come out and have some fun. Let's stop going to these big tracks where you're trying to make. We'll get there eventually again. You can keep some of them, but let's get these, let's get it rolling again. Let's make it exciting. It's only going to get exciting if we get them closer together. Yeah, go to Daytona. Don't go to another big track until we get to Homestead. Everything between Daytona and Homestead needs to be back in grassroots markets. Under a mile. Grassroots markets, close by to Charlotte. Well, we can fix this, but our purses are so low in this series that they literally can't afford to buy tires. They can't afford to travel anybody. And, and, And that model is severely broken. So go back to short track racing. Yeah. Do you smell like a Glade plug in is sitting behind me? I feel like I'm sitting on a Glade plug in or something. I don't smell it. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it's terrible, man. I'm about to choke. Really? Go, yeah. I don't smell anything. <clears throat> All I know is that my dinger's not working and it's making me <laughs> mad. I hate when that happens. I know. God. It's terrible problem. ding a ling a ling um, <laughs> Anyways, Toyota captured the top four spots on Saturday's nights. On Saturday night for the second time Natalie, in the last three read. races. I cannot read today. <laughs> I cannot read today. I am so out of it. I was up all night. So, anyways... <laughs> Well, the, the dinger wasn't working. 
Oh, uh, no, I had a sick puppy. You brought it up. Anyways, well, I know, but no. <laughs> no. I'm looking for an old lady out there with too much perfume on or something. <laughs> uh, okay. Try again. Re- yeah. Let's restart that. Toyota captured the top four spots on Saturday night for the second time in the last three races. Will they be the ones to beat in the playoffs, TJ? Uh, absolutely. They're the fastest um, cars. So... I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to beat them. They show speed at every racetrack. They've got the complete package. They turn good at the short tracks. They're fast at the mile and a halfs. Um, I don't know how you can't put one of them as a favorite right now. In the past, NASCAR would come in and they would slow down whoever was dominant from a manufacturing standpoint. If you saw it occurring from a team standpoint, not so much. But when you saw a manufacturer as a whole. Yeah get their game elevated, you literally would come back in and then they'd go, hey, hold on a minute. We got to take a little bit away. They're not doing that right now. And if they don't do that, Toyota's going to continue to dominate. They haven't done that for years now. It's been years that this has been going on. There is no slowing them down, um, which is kind of disappointing in my opinion. Like you said, it's not just not just one car dominating. You got a whole fleet of them. Yeah. You know, and we got, like, to me, there's a problem there and it, it needs to be fixed. So, um, hopefully that's in the in the in the pipeline somewhere. It's not my turn. Oh, <laughs> you're still running the show. She's the dingers broke. Dingers broke. Dingers broke. <laughs> oh my god. Can't read. Okay, next. After the off week, there will be two races until the postseason begins. Who is the biggest surprise on the outside of the top sixteen, Brett? What are you asking me? Who is this outside is looking like, in? Yeah, like who is the biggest surprise that should be already in the playoffs? Yeah, that's not. Yeah. yeah. That's easy. Yeah, 88. Clint Boyer. I know. I was gonna say. So I got to tell you this. I, I mean, honestly, obviously I work for Clint, but I, I'm sitting here. And last night I'm sitting at home and the Sunday night news comes on and they show, this is local news. They show the top 10 in the NASCAR standings. Guess who was 10th? Clint Boyer. Guess how many teams they take into the championship? 16. Guess who's not in? Clint Boyer. Even the news doesn't realize how to put the standings up. That's how confused we have our fans. But I'm sitting there looking at it, and man, from a point standpoint, it's heartbreaking to see teams like Casey Kane, like Austin Dillon, like Ryan Newman, who we've outrun all year long, and they're going to get in because they won. Good for them. It sucks for us. Yeah, I think there's more than one team. I think there's like you. Um, I think the, I think the 88 never I, – I mean, I did not go into this year thinking we were going to be on the outside looking in. What's that uh, noise? <clears throat> Um, I didn't even do anything. New dinger. Decides to make noise. There, there's like, there's no way. Like Clint, to me, is a playoff point type guy. Like you said, point wise, he should be in. But just the way the system is now, when you're in, if you don't win, you're. And we've had so many winners this year. I think we've got three seconds. It's hard to swallow the fact that you're tenth in points with a couple three seconds. And you're not going to be in this freaking playoff if we don't win Darlington or win Richmond because the point thing kind of slipped away last week. Go Cox, by the way, brother. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Go Gamecocks. South Carolina representing in here. He's a big Cox he fan. Sees, I got Cox on my chest. He sees yeah. It. I would not doubt that. Yeah, me neither. Yep, yep. <laughs> Anyways, okay. The off-the-wall topic. Brett, you'll like this one, being that you yes. bought a lottery ticket. Yes. The off-the-wall topic. The Powerball jackpot is up to $650 million. If you won, what would you buy first, TJ? Are you in the spotter one? Yep. Are okay, you? so what's that? Our, what's our cut? We were going to make, after taxes, $8 million a piece. 
million dollars. Now that was before this, right? Yeah. Now it's more. Yeah. When's the next drawing? Wednesday. So how much? This is tw- twice what we would have won before. So what? We, I don't know. What was it before? Do you remember? What Five hundred and eighty million. What is that? Uh, so yeah, so this ain't going to be a couple million. million. It's only right. a couple million. So you know, ten million dollars. What, what are you going to buy first? First thing I'm going to do is pay off my house. So I don't have. I'm going to pay off anything that I own. All right. So I, you know what I mean. And then I'm going to. Hmm. So you're going to win ten million dollars. You're going to pay off that double wide trailer you're living in. <laughs> That's, I'm a, I'm that's, a, that's what I do. I'm gonna buy a truck to hook up. He's to gonna it buy and drag a triple wide. Beach. I'm gonna I'm gonna tow it to the beach. <laughs> He's gonna get a modular home. <laughs> God Almighty! Yeah, you're, you're talking about winning ten million dollars, and you're talking about buying a fifth wheel. Come on, dude. Well, you could buy you know, a I don't, jet. I don't want. No, nah, you can't buy a jet. Really, I mean, you could. You but, can, but then you can't afford to fly. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna look at it. Um, you can you can buy it and park it. I would, there's nothing really big that I would buy to start with. I'd I would buy me a big old house in Myrtle Beach. I knew, why? Just take my double wide, hook it up, drag yeah. it down there. <laughs> drag my double wide down I'll there. Tell you, I'll tell you what would be worth something is they'd be able to do a reality show because it would be a complete show for the next two, three shish years. Shish 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 show. Show. We would have a huge show. Speaking of that, I had, um, I had, uh, I went to the tweet up at Bristol and had some people there that loved the, uh, they talked about some shoe shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shoe shows are yeah, popular. Shoe shows are popular. Yeah. Um, but anyway. You know I, what a shoe show is, Natalie? It's where you go to a show and they're only wearing shoes. Yeah. I, I know what it is. Thanks. You have, you ever, have you ever been to one? A few. Yes. <laughs> what did you what? wear? What did you wear? You ever work at one? No. <laughs> She's turning red. Uh, she is getting red. They didn't have amateur night that you night. Might, no, I'm kidding. Your, your face <laughs> matches that Gamecock hat out there now. No, it doesn't. What, it would, does. be, what would be your song? <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. Pour some sugar on me. I have a feeling this, Poison. I have a feeling this might have happened before, but maybe no. not in a professional place. <laughs> oh, uh, have you ever seen Coyote Ugly? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I would love to open a Coyote Ugly So if Ugly you want $10 million bucks, what are you doing, Natalie? What am I doing? Yeah. Do you quit spotting? Yeah. Would you quit? I would. Uh, I don't know if I would quit working, but eh, probably. Let's be real. Man, my heart tells me I wouldn't. But I think my, I would miss it. I think we would yeah. miss the track. My, my wallet tells me that I'm not coming in all weekend. I'm a race day only <laughs> guy all of a sudden. <laughs> I would buy land and build a house at the badass barn. And I, I don't. I wonder if TJ would still put up with Dale Jr. being a dick to him on the radio. Like if he started jawing at it you, would you, would you? Would you? Would you? Still be quiet, or he'd still have the plane. (laughs) (laughs) He'd still have to get home. I still need to get home. Yeah, I I would probably, uh, yeah, still fly home. Ten million. Just imagine winning six hundred and fifty. Oh, that'd be insane. I wouldn't work any more than that. No. No. Did they ever? Did the guy that lost, or like it was unclaimed last year, like the big jackpot? Really? And it was some guy in California. Like they lost their ticket and never, never got it. Never got it. So where does that money go? The government? Like who gets that? Obama. He got it to do a speech for 15 minutes. It's on record that he bought the (laughs) ticket for that amount. It has to be in the system. Uh, Why? Okay. So I walk in and pay cash. Why would it be? Why would they? They wouldn't have my name. Is that what you're saying? No, they, they go through that computer though. Yeah, but they still don't know who bought it. They don't know who bought mm. it. You still got to prove. Unless it's like on a surveillance, and they happen this. to know that I that's guess. who it was. I would be digging up some. <laughs> if I won that, yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, do you know yeah. most people? There's a lot of people that go broke that win the lottery. Yes. Oh yeah. Because they, they did buy. a whole uh, like 
documentary on that. They buy these big houses and they realize that the bills yeah. just keep continuing after you have the house. You still got to pay your power bill <laughs> every month. You still got to pay for all this yeah. stuff. The pool, the pool boy still needs to be paid. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a one-time thing. If I win, I'm not going broke. No, I promise you that. Not if we win ten million dollars. I don't even know how I could spend that much money. Uh, you don't have to spend it. Spend half, keep half. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, you'll survive. Yeah. How about the song today that was on the radio on the way here? What was that? Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, shocker. It's a Total Eclipse today. Shocker. By the time this airs, it'll probably be a new Total Eclipse coming. It's is, at 2.33 <clears throat> to 2.39 here, I think. Is that, you you know it. the Eclipse gum? It's going to get like 90% dark here, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty I'm dark. going on my boat and watch We're, it. It's just so South Carolina <laughs> is 100%. Lights. South Carolina is 100% in the path, and we're like 90. Yeah. Yeah. Do you so, know how you can look at it? I was going to go to Charleston. Rick's Cracker. I was going to go to my buddy Rick's house in Georgetown, and I think it's going to be cloudy. So I'm glad I didn't get to go. Martin's down there. Really? He bought glasses. He's got a whole well, he thing better, He up. better start driving west because it's going to be cloudy. Ugh, that that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Dang. But yeah, they, I was watching Good Morning America, and you can, you're not supposed to look at it with your eyes because you'll go blind. Can't look at it with sunglasses. It's not you the can, only thing that will make you blind. Yeah. You, but you can look at it through a Ritz Cracker, anything with like a little hole in it. You can hold up a Ritz cracker and look look at it through Ritz cracker. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. I just made chicken salad to put on Ritz crackers. <laughs> so I got, I'm going to have Ritz crackers on my boat is my point. Uh, I'm going out on the boat because, I mean, I figure there's nothing in that will block my sight if I'm sitting in the middle yeah, of the lake. Yeah, but don't look at it. Yeah. Do you have Eclipse glasses? I got something from Target or Ace Hardware somewhere. Oh, so you did buy glasses. I got spies. No, won't work. The happy lens? It'll burn mm-hmm. your retina. It will. There was a guy that did it. So the last time that Eclipse was visible from here was 1979. And they did a story on the guy that, like, he's now, his whole right eye is completely blurred. He cannot see out of his right eye. I mean, and they say family. it doesn't happen immediately. It takes a couple of days and all of a sudden, you're gosh, yep. making my eyes hurt already That's your thinking about job, it. so I wouldn't look at it. You I don't really care about looking at it. I just want to be out there in the dark. <laughs> it's the middle of the day and it's going to be dark. I know, that's, it's going to be cool. That's cool. Super cool. It's a good reason to go what sit on the boat. Spaceship landing. I just got a text that the Eclipse glasses are in a brown plastic bag in Sheila's van. Do not throw them away. So that's my Eclipse glasses. Nice. nice. Yeah. So you're ready. Already. All right. So yep. producer Jason Schultz has chosen a few Ask TBC questions. And here they are. Cobra by Design asks, do you think we will see the use of aerial drones to help cover races in the near future? Heck yeah, man. That'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, we only, you know, we had that cable deal that time in Charlotte and it broke and it hit Marcus Ambrose's car and it destroyed it. Wasn't it his Mm -hmm. car that they hit? It got wrapped around the (laughs) rear end housing or something. It destroyed the car. What an idiot. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool, man. More, more cool ways we can cover it, the better. Yeah. I mean, any, (laughs) I think they should let us sit on a drone and go spot from up there. Well, uh, (laughs) put a drone between our crotch and just take off. Ride around. (laughs) Imagine if that thing got wobbly and we were talking and we'd be like, clear. Battery's going dead. Oh, my God. We're going down. Look out. (laughs) Watch out for that drone crash in three. Holy shit, TJ. You all right? Drones are highly illegal to fly around at a racetrack, I think. I think they are illegal to Great fly question, a Cobra by well, Don't they use something like that already to keep up with the cars, but it only they can go 100 that. miles an hour? And the Well, they do that deal, the, that arm that swings out in the corners, and that's the closest they can get with yeah. anything is that arm deal. They quit mm-hmm. doing that cable deal after it but decapitated. I'll tell you a way, that could tear yeah. a camera up really easily. Put it on the front of Brenham Pool's car every week. 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Or the 17 cup car this week. We're riding around in a caution. He plows into the back of us, buckles his hood under caution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Must have he's, been. He won two play races and he's in the playoff and he's going to be a top 10 guy when they seed this thing. Um, he's driving a little bit erratic lately. Yeah, he didn't run as good as I thought he would right there at Bristol. He's just a little, I don't know, he's driving a little cocky, it seems. Yeah, I, I need to see him win it a mile, uh, something else, a short track or a mile and a half before he really becomes a factor, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I think he's a great race car yeah. driver. But yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe he's getting a little cocky. Yeah. Alrighty. At Gut388 asks, do bugs ever get real bad up on the spotter stand Jeez. at night races? I got a funny story about this. They do. So Ugh. my big toe was kind of bothering me <laughs> on Wednesday. So I was like, you know, I think I'm going to just wear flip-flops up there. Can you do that? Well, do they you, require you, can't, you, you have to wear you have to wear pants and you have to wear a shirt. So I had on pants and a shirt and had on flip-flops. When that sun went down... Every single bug in the whole state of Tennessee was on my feet. Oh. And I was literally dancing uh, for 200 laps. It was the most distracting thing I've ever had go on during a race. Mm. And and people don't realize we stand under the lights. Yeah. So it's dark outside. We're under the lights. Where do bugs go when it's dark? They go to the freaking lights. They're oh. literally right with you. Terrible. Like the light. Why do they turn the lights off? Or do you, is it help you guys? What do you mean? How it, they're lighting up the racetrack, yeah. sweetheart. No, no, no. Oh, by you. I was thinking like right above you guys. So you guys so can see Charlotte, up there. So at Charlotte, the lights are literally right in front of us. Yeah. I can reach up and touch the case. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no. At yeah. Bristol, there's literally one up to my left that I could hit with my hand as well. And that's where the bugs all go. Mm-hmm. I put my jacket on in Bristol. My light rain jacket just to keep them so they because they'll get down your shirt and stuff. <laughs> we were at Charlotte and a bug hit Freddie Kraft in the neck and went down his shirt. And I mean, he had a full blown condition. It, it looked like he was having, and I'm not making fun of people who have this, but it looked like he was having a seizure. And I look beside yeah. of him, I'm like, dude, what's wrong with him? And then he's got a shirt all up, he's got his hand down in it. And I'm like, dude, it is not comfortable. I'm not doing CPR on you. Uh, it Are is you not right? comfortable. That happens. That happens occasionally. At um, you don't? No. Not even if they're cute? <laughs> well, I mean. It happens occasionally. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought I had to do CPR. Speaking of cute, I met this girl this week on oh. a NASCAR track side Gosh. thing named Amy Long. She was the host. I think she winked at me one time. Man, she was super cute. <laughs> she had holy jeans. Somebody's going to marry her really quick at a racetrack. You know how them damn guys are at a racetrack. Is that before or after the baby? Well, Parent trap. What? What baby? She going to have one? She going to have a baby? Eventually, if she keeps messing her. <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, that NASCAR trackside deal was pretty cool. I had no idea it was that big of a production. I got this big stage, little stage, big thing, bunch of fans. They're streaming on NASCAR.com. Like, it was it was cool in the midway. Like a shoe show. They were giving away stuff. She had on some tight black pants. With I think she came, actually, she came up on my news feed for something. She's looking her up. Yeah. That's what women do. Look Tell at her you. over there. She's looking no, her up. I, oh, yeah. If Kristen, if, <laughs> I want to see if I can find it. Kristen would have been doing the same thing. If Kristen's going to keep missing shows, we're going to get Amy Long to be our new co-host. Well, you know Amy. how, like, now on Twitter where it says so-and-so's tweeting about this, so Where does so Amy followed? live? Santa Monica, California. Oh, so she's not going to be here on Monday mornings. Well, Amy. she can be. Yeah. Yeah. You, Cassie Smith and two others followed Amy Long. Yeah, I, I f- knew I saw I you. Followed her. <laughs> I followed her too. Amy, you should relocate so, to Mooresville. We'll get her on the show. Let me see. Where if we yeah, get, she's really pretty. You damn right. She she's is. really pretty. Yeah. 
Okay, hold up. She's got nice teeth. <laughs> TJ's out right now. I gotta okay, look her up. Okay, fine. I'll look. No, she's really pretty. She's yeah. a really sweet girl, too. From Santa Monica, California. She's really pretty. Yeah. Anyway, what was our next thing? Amy Long. Is it Miss Amy Long? Have you known Amy Long? Yes, Miss Long Amy underscore Long. Oh, yeah. She's cute. Yeah, she's pretty. Everybody that listens is all, every guy right now on Twitter. Oh, her follow. We should like look at her followers and then after this yeah. show airs. Every guy okay, that listens to our show is going to be like. 1,794, make that 95. <laughs> every guy that listens to our show is going to be like, I got to check out this Oh, hold up. Girl. DM. Oh, gosh. You're going to slide in her DMs, man? You hadn't even met Dude, her yet. I, me and you don't slide anywhere. No, I roll. I come <laughs> in with what a, I'm saying. I sound like an elephant coming in. Yeah. Dude, I'm, somebody took a picture of me. Oh, she tweeted you, Brett. Yeah. Oh, that's, so, drooling oh. as you're talking about beer and bacon. I know. She could have just left off the beer and bacon part. <laughs> Somebody took a picture of me on that stage from the side. I'm like, damn, I must be retaining water. I look fat as hell. I got to go on a diet after Labor Day. I think I saw that picture. God. What's our next question? I don't oh, okay. know, but that's got, pretty good. Oh, HRM. Let me see that for a second. Let me see that one. And enjoy this Let picture. Me, is that under her there's, media? There's yes. Three, there's it's under her We're media. literally Twitter creeping right now. There's three of them. Oh. Oh, look at Ryan Blaney. He's got her tucked in nice and tight in yeah. that picture. Oh, imagine that. Ryan Blaney. Ooh. Maybe she likes older man. Who's these other two? Oh, I don't know. Follow. Follow. <laughs> Oh Next my question. Gosh. Side. At HRM underscore 326 asks, when a manufacturer debu- debuts a new body, how hard does it impact a team financially or performance-wise? What is debut? Bro, you got, you got this one. I'm debut? busy. I'm De- busy. You debuts? Said, you said debut. Um, debut? What does it do to That's a team financially accent. or performance-wise? It does a lot, actually. Uh, it, it requires a lot of, of R&D. Obviously, you know, you got to take this thing to the – Wind tunnel, you got to take it to the seven post, the eight post, the 40 post, or whatever you can buy to help this thing get faster. Teams don't expect to show up in Atlanta the second race of the year and be where they're going to be when summertime comes. They know they're going to take it to Atlanta, massage on it before Vegas and California, keep working on it for Charlotte. But yes, it takes a lot of money and a lot of just people power. To, to get the performance where you need to be. Same thing for Stuart Haas this year, who switched over to Ford. You know, when you're making a manufacturer swap, same thing. You don't expect to roll the, the carpet out and be as good as you're going to be. You expect to get better as the year goes on. Try to just move on to the next one. For yeah, I'm Brett, busy. TJ's busy over here. I creeping. am busy. He's, yeah. Alrighty. At Edgerwood asks, <laughs> is 10.30 p.m. checkered flag too late in your opinion? I lasted until 125 to go. Then Mr. Sandman got me. Man, you know who is this guy? He's talking about the truck race Wednesday night, which didn't oh. go green until ten thirty. Man, you know we we did something stupid when NBC debuted with a cup deal at Daytona. We went green at midnight. I got home at like seven a.m. I'm not a fan of it, just because I think the people who are there um, are put in a bad position to be driving late. Not a fan of it because the people who are at home simply aren't going to watch. I mean, I'm a huge Gamecock fan, but ask me to stay up till two in the morning to watch a game after I worked all day can be very difficult to do. The only good thing that comes from it though, is the people who paid to be there. They do get to see the race, mm-hmm. you know, but, but let's be honest, Natalie, like half of them leave. Yeah. So I don't know if those people come back the next day or not. I, I wouldn't think it's okay to go. I, who the hell is going to start a major sporting event at ten thirty at night? Certainly not me. Yeah, it's pretty late. TJ, you gonna you gonna um, uh, get back on the show? I, I, 
you know, if it's rain delayed, you got to look at the rest of the week, what the schedule is. Um, I don't know if you're going to have much more of an audience at, you know, 10 o'clock the next morning on a, on a Thursday. What's your audience going to be then? You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, I mean, it sucks that it rained, but that wasn't wasn't the time that you, you were supposed to start to race. But with a parade, um, with Xfinity practice on Thursday, if you can't if you, if you can't fit it in between there or something, and they had that that parade in Bristol is a big deal. Yeah, that's on why Thursday we race night. on Wednesday night. We race yes. on Wednesday night so they can do <clears throat> Speed Street downtown Thursday. Yeah, it's a Drivers huge deal. sign autographs. They do a big yeah, yeah. parade. See, you, brother, go Cox. Um, <laughs> then your Friday nights Xfinity, Saturday nights Cup. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of in a box. You know, on a weekend, I don't know. I mean, rain rain messes everything up. Yeah, it does. You almost have to take the first opportunity though, because you never know when the next one's going to be. Yeah. What if you What if you don't start it then and it rains all day Thursday? I don't know. We're all We're there Sunday racing. I know. Yeah. So I still wouldn't start at ten thirty. <laughs> it's too late. Alrighty, you guys have a rant. I think we ran it for an uh, hour. I'm gonna go back and rant on Twitter here. Oh my god! I don't gosh. think we got a rant, Natalie. What do you have going on in your life that you just think needs to be fixed? Because we, <laughs> we have a lot of power. Look how fast. Yeah, now we got, you missed at, a lot of shows. Look, look at how fast <clears throat> we got Kristen unsingle on this show. Remember, we had Kristen mingle. We had all that stuff going on. And she immediately <laughs> she immediately fell in love. Wheels are turning. So all you got to do is tell us what your problems are. It doesn't yeah. have to be pro- <clears throat> professionally related to anything. It can be personal. And what we are you looking for? Long walks on the beach. What are you looking for? <laughs> New dingers. Yeah. Her dingers. Dingers that works. Dingers that are louder. Yeah. Yeah. You like loud dingers? No. So there's so, no, nothing and nothing in your mm-hmm. life right now you're upset about that needs help? I mean, I, I know this kid that's, that's severely heartbroken that maybe we can get him on you. Who's that? Uh, Travis Campbell. By the way, to our listeners. He's the guy that liked Because Kristen. Natalie doesn't frequent our oh, show. Oh, gosh, no. He was at the track this weekend. Natalie doesn't frequent our show. Natalie is super hot. And she wears really tight pants and heels all the time. <laughs> so, like, if we need to start a little something-something here. Yeah. Natalie Mingle. We can start something. Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. NatalieOnly.com. Mike Mike <laughs> did something last year. Started some hashtag. Head. Free, that. free Natalie. Free Natalie. No. So, like, are we talking tall, short, thick? What do you like here? That kind of guy. Tall, dark, and handsome. Typical. Hashtag. Yeah, but let's get real. This isn't the movies. Yeah, let's get real, this Natalie. This isn't Hollywood. Tom Cruise is not going to walk in here and pick you up. Okay? <laughs> this, Tom Cruise is not tall. This is well, Morseville. This so is, you don't like Tom Cruise? This is Morseville. I'd take him. Oh, so there you have it. <laughs> you wouldn't take him. He's weird as hell. Yeah, no, he's weird. We were talking about the Scientology stuff, but <sighs> looks-wise, he's good looking. And Top Gun is one of my favorite movies. Which scene? Take my breath away. I went to the bar. I went to the bar in San Diego and had a beer at the place where they had the piano scene. Really fun fact for you: my cousin taught Tom Cruise how to ride a motorcycle and was the stunt double when Goose went through the um, jet when he got ejected. That was my cousin. Oh, the Goose died. Did yeah, you? That cousin. was a really sad part. No, Teach him how cousin. to draft. Your cousin died in that part. Your cousin yeah. died in that movie. No, he didn't die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What a travesty. No. I hate movies like that. I don't know why every movie's got to have a sad part. Even Disney movies have it's sad It's a climax. Scenes. It's like no. a happy ending, I guess. And it's not like a happy ending. 
It's nothing like a happy ending. Whatever. Hey, bro, you want to watch The Lion King? It's got a happy ending. The worst movie ever was when that kid got bit by all them damn bees. My girl. Oh, oh my girl? Yeah. I yeah, was that a, messed him up. I was on a first date. He died. I know. No. Yeah. In, in the he, movie, he, he did. Yeah, he yeah. died. Not I was on a first life. date, and I was sitting there crying. I was like, I bet she <laughs> thinks I'm really tough. I was like, God died from the bees. Not shows, it shows your sensitive side. God, was it Macaulay that. Culkin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. That was sad movie. Macaulay Culkin, what a weirdo. <laughs> Speaking of weirdos. Let's lock ourselves in our New York apartment for 27 years. What do you yeah. do? Like when you're locked in an apartment? Lots of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no rant. I'd, I'd like to see his browsing history. <laughs> no rant. We don't have to make a pick this week because we're yeah. off. I already well, know where I'm going well, anyway. I'm not so. off. I'm going to Road America. Can't wait. Thanks, uh, Exalta, for this awesome studio. We paint winners. Thanks to One Main Financial for bringing this lovely podcast from our studio to your ears. And, uh, hey, thanks to all the listeners. There was a lot in Bristol. I didn't tell you yet, but there is a. I went to that tweet up, and, <clears throat> the, I mean, I think the show was more popular than Michael McDowell. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Is that that hard? Oh. Yeah, he was there, too, is what I'm saying. Let's uh, start another hashtag. Pray for Kristen. Hopefully she can yeah. come back and join us eventually. Kristen needs a dinger. Hashtag. I don't miss Josh, but I do miss Kristen. Oh my God. <laughs> who's Josh? Well, look who's filling in for Josh. Would you rather have Josh sitting here or Natalie? I mean, that's a no-brainer. Josh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Josh, be over there. Josh. Buh. Huh. Buh. Rebound. Rebound basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, He's thanks for listening, now. guys. We're off this week. Trucks <clears throat> are off too, right? I think so. Everybody's off except for uh, Xfinity. Xfinity Road America on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. I will. Sunday, uh, I'll Sunday. watch between feedings. Yeah. So, um, tweet me pictures of drinking beer by a pool while I work. I uh, might be a yeah. Might be. Um, I'm gonna be feeding. How milk. is your How is baby doing? Stella? Good, growing. Yeah, yeah. Stella James. I, added it I love tw- that name, by it, the way. It's, uh, it's official it. now because she's been my Twitter profile. So yeah. she's in my bio. So, I, I you know, it's official. Um, but, yeah, I'll be uh, feeding breast milk, I guess. We're out. I'm <laughs> out on that note. See ya. <laughs> You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to onemainracing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 